Welcome to the St. Michael Fall Podcast Series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is God is doing a new thing. Following our 75th anniversary celebration, St. Michael is refreshed and renewed for a bright future. Now, God is calling us to make new commitments in our faith and in our community. Give thanks to the Lord and call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. A reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 37 to 52. While he was speaking, a Pharisee invited him to dine with him. So he went in and took his place at the table. The Pharisee was amazed to see that he did not first wash before dinner. Then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees, clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools! Did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? So give for alms those things that are within, and see, everything will be clean for you. But woe to you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and herbs of all kinds, and neglect justice and the love of God. It is these you ought to have practiced, without neglecting the others. Woe to you Pharisees, for you love to have the seat of honor in the synagogues, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces. Woe to you, for you are like unmarked graves, and people walk over them without realizing it. One of the lawyers answered him, Teacher, when you say these things, you insult us too. And he said, Woe also to you lawyers, for you load people with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not lift a finger to ease them. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets whom your ancestors killed, So you were witnesses and approve of the deeds of your ancestors, for they killed them, and you build their tombs. Therefore also the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute, so that this generation may be charged with the blood of all the prophets shed since the foundation of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it will be charged against this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter yourselves, and you hindered those who were entering. Here ends the reading. As we've seen in many stories in Scripture, inviting Jesus to be your dinner guest is a dicey proposition at best. Jesus shows us over and over again that he will not help the host pull off a lovely, comfortable evening. He won't pet your dog. He won't listen to your children perform some musical offering. He won't make polite conversation with your mother-in-law as she recounts her many medical adventures. Odds are better than even that Jesus will be a disruptive influence on your evening. We find Jesus true to form in our gospel passage for today. A Pharisee has invited Jesus to dinner, and Jesus has accepted and is sitting at table. The Pharisee notes that Jesus has failed to follow the ritual law of washing his hands before dinner. We don't know if the Pharisee said anything out loud. All we know is that he noticed it. Jesus, perhaps reading his mind, goes kind of ballistic. And for the next 14 verses, he cuts loose on his host, the Pharisees, and the scribes, or lawyers. 
In case you lost track during that diatribe, Jesus denounces them with woe to you six times and then throws in a you fools for good measure. Why is Jesus so riled up? Well, like many of us today, Jesus is frustrated. He's frustrated with a system where appearances are maintained over substance. He's frustrated with a system where the minutia of rule keeping is more important than fairness. He's frustrated with a system where folks hide behind the law to justify themselves instead of living in ways that honor others and build relationships. The scribes and Pharisees were experts in Jewish law, and they used their expertise to manipulate that law, to avoid having to answer to the law. As a rule, they became quite adept at putting on a good show of being upstanding examples of the law while finding exceptions and making excuses for the requirements they wanted to evade. Today, this might look like the model citizen who makes a sizable contribution for naming rights on the art Center, while professionally working the legal system to skirt regulations and responsibilities, or personally working the tax system to avoid paying their fair share. But what was even more appalling was that while the scribes and Pharisees were contorting the law to claim goodness while acting in their own interest, they held others to the plain word of the law. These men, who had the power of interpretation of the law for the people, interpreted it in very legalistic ways, creating burdens on those who wanted to be faithful to God through their observances and offerings. They charged others with living in ways that they themselves were not willing to live, and then passed judgment on others. We see this happening all around us to this day. The world is full of those who, having tasted power and authority, manipulate laws and rules and systems to solidify and expand their power and authority. They do so at the expense of folks who are focused on taking care of their families and carrying out the responsibilities of their jobs and participating in activities that strengthen and serve their communities. From today's passage, it is quite clear whose side Jesus is on. More than this, it is quite clear that Jesus sees what is going on and calls it out. Jesus' challenge for us is to reflect honestly on our lives and name those spaces where we resemble the Pharisees, holding others to standards we ourselves are unable or unwilling to live into and where we resemble the scribes, creating barriers for others while creating shortcuts for ourselves. We're challenged not only to repent of our own pharisaical tendencies, but as Jesus did, to call out the pharisaical tendencies we see in the systems and power brokers all around us. This is a hard ask. This calling got Jesus killed. But the good and costly path of discipleship compels us not only to name these realities, but to do what we can to repair them. In this way, we partner with God to move His world closer to the kingdom He has envisioned and inaugurated. Amen. 
Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers, which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry, they may truly and devoutly serve you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.